The following is my conversation with Paola Rolada, a mineralogist at the University of Maryland. We discussed the origins of aluminosilicates, specifically how they came to be present in certain rocks. Arlotta is an esteemed member of her field, and I'm honored to have had the opportunity to speak with her. Enjoy. This show is made possible by Fake's Bulldozer, the best fake product that exists. If you're ever feeling down and you need to feel better, all you need to feel better, all you need is Fake's Bulldozer. It can make anything feel better. So go to fakesbulldozer.com and get your own bottle today. Thanks for tuning in to Lexman Artificial. I'll see you next time. Hello, everyone. This is Lexman with another episode of the Artificial Podcast. Today, we're going to be speaking with Paola Arlotta, a mineralogist at the University of Maryland. Paola, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's my pleasure. It's interesting to me that aluminosilicates are found in rocks all over the world. Can you tell us a little bit about their origins? Well, aluminosilicates are really beautiful minerals. They form when two types of elements, silicon and oxygen, come into contact with one another. So they're really important in the Earth's crust, in particular because they can bind together other elements and make them more stable. That makes sense. It's interesting to me that aluminosilicates can be found in so many different rocks. What do you think is responsible for their prevalence? Well, it could be that aluminosilicates are really good at sticking to other elements and creating compounds. So they could be present in rocks because they help make them more stable or they're useful in some way. That makes a lot of sense. Are there any other reasons why aluminosilicates might be present in a certain rock? Oh, absolutely. Aluminosilicates can form when two different types of rock come into contact with one another. They can also form when different minerals come together and form a new mineral, come together and form a new mineral. So aluminosilicates are very versatile and they can be present in many different rocks. That's interesting. All right. So we've spoken a little bit about their origins. What do you think of aluminosilicates as minerals? Well, I absolutely think they're beautiful. They're very versatile and can be found in many different rocks. That's great to hear. Are there any other questions that you might have about aluminosilicates? Oh, absolutely. I'm always interested in learning more about how minerals form and how they're used. So if there are any other questions you have about aluminosilicates, I'm happy to answer them. That sounds like a great attitude, and I'm sure our listeners would appreciate it. Thank you so much, Paola, for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Lexman. It's been my pleasure. So, Paola, do you have any thoughts on the spaghetti monster? <laughs> I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, that wasn't a question, but I think I know the answer. <laughs> no, I don't really have any thoughts on the spaghetti monster. I'm sorry. I don't even know what that is. Ex have you heard of the spaghetti monster? <laughs> no, I haven't. What is it? I guess we can only hope that one day someone will come up with a definitive answer to that mystery. After all, it would make a great TV show or movie. Thanks again, Paola, for joining us today. It was good getting to speak with you. Thank you so much, Lexman. I've really enjoyed speaking with you by now. But Thanks for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast, where we interview interesting people from all over the world. Be sure to check back in a few weeks for another new episode. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our website so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Until next time, goodbye. Here's a poem I wrote titled In Search of the Spaghetti Monster. In Search of the Spaghetti Monster.
what is this thing we call a monster? Is it some sort of creature made of noodles strung together? Or is it something more abstract, um, product of our imagination? In actuality, I think we'll never know. But regardless of its true nature, the spaghetti monster is one mysterious thing.